My name is Gretchen Bandley, and I'm a perinatal epidemiologist in the Department of Pediatrics and Family Medicine and Public Health at the University of California, San Diego. We've recently published a study looking at the mediation of adverse birth outcomes in women with autoimmune conditions. So pregnancy can be a complex time for women with autoimmune conditions, and questions often arise about the course of disease and gestation and the postpartum period, as well as which medications a woman should consider during gestation and lactation. And one of the reasons it's complex is because there's been a fairly well-documented increased risk of adverse pregnancy outcomes that are associated with select autoimmune conditions. And these findings have been replicated across multiple data sources. So for example, rheumatic conditions such as RA, psoriatic arthritis, and lupus have been associated with an increased risk of preterm birth, low birth weight, and cesarean delivery, as well as small for gestational age offspring. Further, although less consistent, psoriasis and inflammatory bowel disease have also been associated with increased risk for preterm birth and cesarean delivery. What also has been reported in addition to these adverse birth outcomes are that many of these same autoimmune conditions are also associated with pregnancy complications, including preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, and infection. And so if we think about gestation as a timeline, women with autoimmune conditions experience more pregnancy complications in gestation and in turn have increased rates of adverse birth outcomes. So the next logical question then is whether the pregnancy complications are acting as mediators. In other words, do the autoimmune conditions increase the risk of pregnancy complications, which in turn increase the risk of adverse pregnancy outcomes? And researchers have often speculated that this is the case because they'll see the increased risk of that pregnancy complications. As I said, for example, preeclampsia, they'll see the increased risk of the outcomes such as preterm birth. And because we know that those complications often increase the risk of, of those outcomes, that's the next kind of logical conclusion is that, that there's a mediated path that you're kind of working through various risks along the way. And it's important to know whether this mediation is occurring because if you have a mediated path, it gives us an intervention target. So for example, if we have autoimmune conditions that increase the risk of preeclampsia, and we know the extent to which preeclampsia increases the risk of preterm birth, we then have an idea of how much mitigating preeclampsia would have on reducing the risk of preterm birth in women with autoimmune conditions. So to date, although, as I said, researchers have speculated before that this is probably going on, no one had actually performed a causal mediation analysis to try to disentangle, are we actually seeing this? And to what extent are we seeing this? So for example, if preeclampsia is mediating that risk, is all of the risk of preterm birth going through preeclampsia or are there different pathways? Because that would then tell us how much of the excess risk would be reduced if we intervene on the mediator. And that is why we did this study. So we used data from the California birth records, which is a really large administrative birth cohort of over 3 million births. And from that data set, we identified women who had a diagnosis of RA, SLE, psoriasis, and IBD. And from there, we looked at a few different pregnancy complications. Those were infection, preeclampsia, and gestational diabetes. And we also looked at adverse birth outcomes, those being preterm birth, cesarean delivery, and small for gestational age. And what we really were interested in doing was not only looking at the different complications and outcomes, but also looking within each autoimmune condition, hypothesizing that there may be a different 
extent to which these outcomes were being mediated based on the different autoimmune conditions. So the key finding in our study was that in women with RA, SLE, and psoriasis, 20 to 30% of the excess risk of their preterm birth and 10 to 20% of the excess risk of cesarean delivery seen in women with those conditions were attributable to preeclampsia. Interestingly, although women with IBD had the same increased risk of preterm birth, so about a twofold increased risk of preterm birth and cesarean delivery, a 25% increased risk of cesarean delivery, as women with RA, essentially none of their excess risks was mediated by preeclampsia. So this really highlights the very different mechanisms that are at play, at least for the excess risk that we were looking at between these two different autoimmune conditions. Another finding we had was that for gestational diabetes and pregnancy infection, they were generally mediating less than 10% of the excess risk for preterm birth, cesarean delivery, or small for gestational age offspring in any of the autoimmune conditions, really suggesting that intervention efforts targeted at gestational diabetes or pregnancy infection will have less of an impact on those select adverse birth outcomes in women with autoimmune conditions. So the key takeaways of this study are that different autoimmune conditions have different pathways through which the increased risk of adverse pregnancy outcomes arise. And this suggests that targeted intervention and mitigation strategies based on the select autoimmune conditions are really warranted. Mitigating the risk of preeclampsia will do the most to reduce the risk of preterm birth and cesarean delivery in women with RA, lupus, and psoriasis of the mediators that we looked at. However, we would not expect it to have as much impact on women with IBD. Currently, we're not able to identify any pregnancy complications that explain much of the excess risk of the adverse pregnancy outcomes we studied in women with IBD, suggesting that the disease may directly affect the risk instead of through the pregnancy complications or that it's acting through other mechanisms that we did not study. Based on our data, we wouldn't expect intervention efforts targeted gestational diabetes or pregnancy infections to reduce much of the increased risk of the outcomes we studied in women with any of the autoimmune conditions. In our work going forward, we'll continue to disentangle the effects of the different autoimmune conditions on adverse pregnancy outcomes, as well as looking at additional mediators that we weren't able to look at in this study to continue to try to build a risk model of why women with autoimmune conditions may be at an increased risk of adverse pregnancy outcomes. Thank you for listening to our work today on this important topic on women with autoimmune conditions.